Hello. The other day I heard someone speaking on the radio about how coronavirus got its name. This virus, first discovered in the 1920s when some American domesticated chickens caught an acute respiratory infection, was named coronavirus in 1968 because of its shape, which appears under a microscope as a sphere with club-shaped spikes sticking out all over it, a bit like a crown or a wreath or a halo. For those of you who've been watching the latest series of The Crown on Netflix, and whatever you think of that series, I wonder whether this reference to a crown calls to your mind our own sovereign lady, Queen Elizabeth, and what bearing and upholding the crown with all its weight has meant for her and for her family. For others, I wonder whether the reference to a wreath may call to mind the wreaths that are gradually going up on people's doors around Teddington, or the wreath that has appeared in our church with four coloured candles, red and pink, and one white one in the middle. The wreath woven with spiky holly and soft mistletoe, evergreen with berries of red and white. The wreath that reminds us of the crown of thorns that was placed on the head of the Lord Jesus during his passion and death on the cross. It seems to me something of a paradox that something so small as the coronavirus could carry such an exalted name whilst being so destructive and deadly. Whether you have actually caught the virus or not, this coronavirus has touched all of our lives and we are the poorer for the impact this particular crown has had on us for the thrall that it has exerted over us and over the whole earth for the last year or so. But I observe the same paradox in the crown of thorns that was placed on Jesus' head, in the words inscribed on a sign and hung on the cross above his head as he died, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. What kind of kingship this, one that leads to humiliation and suffering, destruction and death? A favourite anthem, often sung at Christmas, is Tchaikovsky's setting of the poem Crown of Roses. The words go like this. When Jesus Christ was yet a child, he had a garden small and wild, wherein he cherished roses fair and wove them into garlands there. Now as the summer time drew nigh, there came a troop of children by, and seeing roses on the tree, with shouts they plucked them merrily. Do you bind roses in your hair? They cried in scorn to Jesus there. The boy said humbly, Take, I pray, all but the naked thorns away. Then of the thorns they made a crown, and with rough fingers pressed it down.
till on his forehead fair and young, red drops of blood like roses sprung. In the Gospel of John, chapter 18, there is described in some detail the conversation that Jesus has with Pilate before he is condemned to be crucified. Pilate questions Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? he asks him. And Jesus says this, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. So Pilate asks him, So you are a king? And Jesus answers, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. During Advent, we look forward to Christmas, to the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ, his coming as a baby, vulnerable and helpless, born in a stable and in poverty, dependent on a young mother and a worried father for his every need. But during Advent, we also look forward to his coming again in glory, The book of Revelation, chapter 1, tells us of the vision. Look, he is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. Which, of course, becomes Charles Wesley's wonderful Advent hymn. Lo, he comes with clouds descending, once for favoured sinners slain. The Bible speaks to us of Christ the King, who emptied himself and took on the form of a servant, who planted roses, who sowed only the seeds of love, but who was left with the crown of thorns and of hatred. This is Jesus, for whom the crown, like the coronavirus, brought only pain and suffering and death, but whose death paradoxically brought life to all who look on him in love, who look forward to his coming again to redeem the world and to bring in his new true kingdom of love and of justice and of peace. The Gospel of John, again this time in chapter 3, recalls the story first told in the book of Numbers of Moses and the children of Israel in the wilderness of Egypt being plagued by poisonous serpents that bit the people so that many died. And what does God tell Moses to do? To make a serpent of bronze and set it on a pole so that everyone who is bitten should look at that serpent of bronze and live. I'm not sure that gazing at a bronze model of coronavirus is going to save us from its terrible destructive power. But I do wonder whether gazing at the cross of Christ and the crown of thorns that circled his head, modelled in our Advent wreath, might help to bring in Christ's saving kingdom.
I wish you all a peaceful and a joyful Advent and Christmas and the blessing of the Christ child, the child born to reign over all the world when he comes.